Welcome to Stripped Money Conversations. Welcome to a place where anybody can learn or talk about money. Whether you're young or whether you're old. Whether you're married to the love of your life or even if you're married to your career. Whether you have kids, are planning to have kids or even if you're one of those people who just prefers pets. Whether you're established or just entering the working world, welcome to a place where our conversations are not based on your bank balance, no, 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 but they're based on your unique needs and ambitions. I am your host, Lungile Mashiko. Remember that this show does not provide financial advice. These are just conversations between me and my guests, but I'd like to invite you on the journey so you and I can learn together. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm on my own and I'm talking about something I watched on Netflix. I spent the whole of last week watching every second post I saw on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. Talk about Squid Game, how excellent it is, the adversity that the creator faced to finally land what could be the most watched Netflix show ever. That was totally inspiring and really made me so inquisitive. So I obviously wanted to see for myself. But what I didn't expect is to learn a few money lessons along the way. So if you haven't watched the show yet, I'm going to try keep it vague so that there are no spoilers for you so that you can still go and watch and enjoy. Squid Game is a Netflix show where 456 indebted, desperate people play children's games to claim the ultimate prize of roughly 750 million rand. That's big bucks. Unfortunately, losers are not sent home. They die. Of course, the hard-hitting truth of the show reveals the socio-economic inequality that exists not only in South Korea, but worldwide, and it resonated deeply with our South African reality. So when I watched the show, I was watching really for the hype. (laughs) I didn't expect to learn anything money-related, actually, because I never saw anything money-related on my social media platforms. It was just memes and stuff. So here it is, five money lessons that I learned while watching Squid Game. Lesson number one, there is no win-win situation when it comes to gambling. Once you get started, you probably won't be able to stop or you'll have little choice in stopping, especially if you've accumulated debt because of your habit. The lesson here is to always be money wise and don't dabble in in gambling. If you do, only gamble what you can actually afford to lose and make sure you stick to your original plan in terms of how much money you were willing to spend when you walked into the casino or the betting um, stages or whatever you call it. Just don't spend what you didn't plan to spend. And lesson number two. Prioritize paying your debt and understand your debt. When the main character of the show was betting on horses and he won a large sum of money, instead of paying his debt, 
he decided to run away from the loan shark that he borrowed money from. And while he was doing that, he got his money stolen by another character. I'm just thinking, had he paid off his debt when he won the money, he would have at least had one less thing to worry about. Because paying off debt should always be a priority. It's very hard to achieve financial security while you're in debt. And also, analyze how much you have to pay. The main character of the series asks for loans willy-nilly without considering whether he'll be able to pay them back or what the terms of the loans are. And often, that doesn't end well. It always ends in mayhem and tears. So, if you are going to ask for debt, understand what you're getting yourself into and know the terms of your loan. Lesson number three. If it sounds too good to be true, it often is. In episode one, the Squid Game salesman's pitch sounded so good. It was going to be so difficult for you to say no to what he had to say to the main character. But he could have realized that this sounds too good to be true. Right at the outset. But I suppose then that would have been the end of the show right on episode one. (laughs) So I suppose we had to see what would happen when somebody fell for a good sales pitch that didn't make a lot of sense. In finance, if something sounds too good to be true, it almost certainly is. For example, if somebody promises you a guaranteed investment offering huge returns, um, it is very unlikely to be true they'll probably be lying about the benefits of the investment. You probably won't get what the person has said, or at worst, it will be a scam. So the lesson here is to do your own research before you commit to doing anything that um, has to do with money. And make sure you understand the rules. I don't care if this person is wearing the shiniest suit, looks good, smells good, is giving you the best sales pitch of your life, and you can't say no on the spot, say no on the spot and learn and go learn and do your research about what they're offering. And once you have made down your own research and you understand what you're getting yourself into, then get into it if you're comfortable. Lesson number four is around greed and fear. I talk about greed and fear all the time. And I talk about it because what I've learned is that most of our financial decisions are made from either greed or fear. Greed often gets us overinvested into a particular share because it's performing well or addicted to gambling because you won a few hundred rand at a certain point. While fear sometimes stops us from making important financial decisions. This reminds us to have clear goals when it comes to any decision-making. On the show, Squid Games, we saw that both greed and fear do not give people their desired outcomes. So what that means for me is to always be clear in terms of what your objectives are and try to get the emotion out of it because the moment you've got emotion in it, it taints your judgment and you're not going to be looking at the opportunity if it's an investment opportunity or um, anything with a clear, sober mind. 
And I think what the show is trying to also teach us is that money shouldn't be your ultimate goal in life. I know the show is about money and you're wondering, ah, but why are you saying that when you talk about money all the time? But in a world where there is um, the hustle culture and we always celebrate that, we celebrate the hustlers, which is fantastic. But you should always find ways to enjoy the fruits of your labor. No matter how much you work or how hard you work, you should always treat yourself every once in a while and spend time with your loved ones um, every chance you get. Enjoy the now while working hard for the future. And I think that's the balance you need to find, not the balance of how much money will I need to be happy. Happiness is in the now. Happiness is being present in your everyday life. Um, while you're working for that financial prosperity, there's no point in working towards a future um, long term, but you're not enjoying your present, you're not with your family, you're not um, spoiling yourself once in a while, then what is life? I think life would be just so boring. And I, and I think when you get to the end goal where you think the honeypot is with, with all the money, you won't enjoy it as much because you would have missed out on so many opportunities to really connect with your loved ones. And lesson number five, it was really interesting to see what motivates people to act the, the way that they do. Um, everyone on the show had a backstory which really informed their decision-making um, styles. What I was reminded of is that everybody has a backstory and there's a reason why people behave the way that they do and there's a reason behind the things that the people do. So when you're engaging with people, no matter where they are, no matter where you are, always be kind. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's motivating them, whether it is money-related or otherwise. Always be kind. Um, and then a bonus thought um, while we're still on behavior. Outside of the actual show, I was so shocked to see that the white Vans sneakers that the players were wearing had an over 7,000% spike in sales. That's insane. I know I wouldn't buy those shoes personally. <laughs> I was watching this show and those shoes seemed to come off at the worst times and they didn't even have enough grip, especially during tug of war. So I don't understand how people watch the show and then went off to buy the shoes. Um, I suppose we're talking about money and spending habits and we could say, Oh, you started watching Squid Game and you didn't know that you were going to buy a pair of shoes after this, after watching the whole season. And that's an interesting observation. Um, how many people actually planned to buy shoes um, or planned to make a purchasing decision. But uh, what I'm choosing to draw from this is how powerful any moment can be. It's actually insane. I don't think that the Vans team thought that while people were watching the show, they'd be interested in buying these shoes and therefore they would have incredible sales just at the beginning of October um, on a shoe that wasn't really a high-profile shoe for them anymore. They were not promoting it as much because they had new, fancier designs. 
And I think that just showed me how powerful any moment can be. You could be sitting, minding your own business, and something in the background could be happening that could really change your life. And that's what I'm deciding to draw from it. So those are my five lessons from watching Squid Game, plus one bonus one. I'm very keen to hear from you. If you've watched the show Squid Game, please let me know if there's any lessons that you learned from watching it, especially if they're money-related If and even otherwise. Just let me know what you learned from the show. I'd be so keen to hear it. Thank you so much for your time. You have been listening to an episode of Stripped Money Conversations. Please share the love by subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And let me know what you thought of this show on social media. Just search Stripped Money Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have topic suggestions, please slide into my DM and let's see if we can make it happen. Have a good day.